ferida che sta facendo questa cosa, però vabbè. Hey there, Swifties! Welcome back for another episode of Secret Session Podcast. These are your hosts, Noel and Alice. And today we're talking about drinks in Taylor's discography. Yes. And yeah, we really took the lyrics, but you can make me a drink and made a whole episode about yes. this. <laughs> so yeah. um, I guess trigger warning because we're going to talk about alcohol and alcohol use. Yeah. So if you don't want to listen to that, we totally understand. You can skip this episode. We understand. Yeah. So, um, I have to say that Taylor has a shit ton of songs that mention the act of drinking, drinks of different nature, and we'll yeah. get into that, and being drunk. Of course, these mentions are totally absent from her first two albums, and then she slowly starts talking about it. We can really say that she starts doing that in Reputation, where there are 12 mentions, and then from Reputation on, we have pretty much the same amount of mentions of alcohol. So yeah, we wanted to talk about the meaning behind some of the most iconic lyrics that mention alcohol. Yeah, I I can't remember when we thought of this episode. I think it was back in March or something like that. Probably, yes. And everything changed, basically. (laughs) So we're here. Now, it's August, so it's summer, and I think this is a very summer episode, so... Yeah. If you want to enjoy this episode with, like, a margarita, that's fine by me. Join us, we're drinking beer. We're drinking beer because that's the only kind of alcohol I had in the fridge. But, and it's also like 10 a.m. here, so... Yeah, so maybe not the best thing. But guys, we have to... Yeah, get in the mood. I'm sure Taylor wouldn't... Would understand. Yeah, she wouldn't judge us. No, absolutely not. For those curious, we're drinking Ignusa beer. Yeah. Non-filtered. Yeah. No, wait, it is filtered. It is filtered. It is filtered. (laughs) Okay. Filtered. (laughs) Okay, it's a Sardinian beer. If you yeah. don't know about that, it's a very good beer. Like, yeah, it's the good. best. So, we are treating ourselves to some beer. Okay, <laughs> let's start. I don't know where. So, uh, basically, we. Uh, okay, so I think we'll like screenshot this and post it on Instagram, I don't know. We usually do that with the lyrics that we found, but basically we found five kinds of lyrics that mention alcohol. We have the specific cocktails and drinks, like for example, I don't breathe, which we will talk about later, but also like wine slash champagne. Then we have like being drunk, like drunk in general, but also like bottles, like bottles, of something that is alcohol. (laughs) And then we have like beer and other beverages. (laughs) Yeah. So um, let's start by talking about being drunk in some of these lyrics. Yeah. So it's obviously like the literal meaning of being drunk, but also it could be about being drunk on an emotion, but also like drink to forget. Yeah. So, in mathematical terms, alcohol is kind of like a multiplier. So, 
drinking serves to amplify our functioning of reality to a point where it can be easily seen by those around us. Yeah. This is the, the Google definition, guys. <laughs> uh, we could say that in these terms, drinking brings out our emotions. So Taylor uses alcohol in her songwriting to convey an emotion being amplified and shown to others, not just herself. Yeah, so for example, we have the Drunken Love lyrics. Yeah. We have to mention Cornelia Street. Yeah. We were in the backseat, drunk on something stronger than the drinks in the bar. And this is what we mean when yeah. we think about this. They were drunk on love. Then from Willow, lost in your current like a priceless wine. From Cardigan, dancing in your Levi's, drunk under a street light. I think that's like little drunk. Yeah. But also, but also they yeah. were in love, so it could be both. Yeah, it could be both. Then from Maroon, you say your roommate's cheapest screwed up rose, that's <laughs> how. <laughs> and then from Paris, stumble down, pretend alleyways, cheap wine, make believe it's champagne. Yeah, the champagne is not really a champagne, but they are so drunk in love that it tastes like champagne. I don't know. They're so happy that yeah. cheap wine becomes champagne when they're together. Yeah. yeah. And then we have the category of being drunk on joy on celebratory drinking, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, for example we have from the one rosé flowing with your chosen family yeah and from this is where we can have nice things jumping jump into the pool from the balcony everyone's swimming in a champagne sea then we have what we were saying before the drink to forget so you usually drink to forget because alcohol is a great, in great quantities, gifts to you with oblivion, I guess, by giving you respite from sadness and apathy. Gifts you with oblivion. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know how. To, I don't know how to say that in other other way. So yeah, um, we have, um, for example. Death by a thousand cuts. I get drunk, but it's not enough because the morning comes and you're not my baby. Yeah. She's obviously drinking to forget that he's not hers anymore. But also, kind of similar is the lyrics from Hits Different. I wash my hands of us at the club. You made a mess of me. I pictured you with other girls in love and threw up on the street. Like, she was obviously drinking in the club to forget about him, but then she like literally a moment she pictured him with other girls in love and yeah. then <laughs> that was over and then we have specific drinks this, <laughs> this is a lot <laughs> so <laughs> let's get ready uh, buckle up buckle up so the first one is whiskey on ice from gorgeous gorgeous okay. so whiskey on ice is a song by country artist hank williams jr yeah, um, I don't know what that is. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's basically, a country artist. Like whiskey on ice, I think that's very straightforward. So, yeah, like ice in whiskey. <laughs> I think you you can also drink whiskey without straight. ice. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like straight. every drink I think you can drink without ice. No, not cocktails. I'm drinking. I'm thinking like drinks like. Whiskey, wine. I think some people put ice in wine. I don't know why, but <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> We're Italians. We know that you can do that. You put ice in beer. 
No. What? No. Yeah, so you can't. Yeah, but yeah, you so could. You could. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Okay, then we have Tennessee Whiskey, which is obviously from London Boy. It's kind of straight whiskey produced specifically in Tennessee, in the USA. It's usually called bourbon whiskey or just bourbon. <laughs> I did not know they were the same thing. <laughs> you, you learn that something new every day. Yeah. And Tennessee Whiskey is also a country song written by Dean Dillon. Dillon? Dillon, I guess. Dillon. And Linda Hargrove. It was originally recorded by country artist David Allen Coe for his album Tennessee Whiskey in 1981. The song has been covered by several alter artists, including Chris Stapleton, and his version is the most popular one today. Gotta listen to that. Yeah, right? And then we have wine. Yeah, wine is a big thing. Wine is a big thing, yeah. So, wine. What is wine? Alcoholic (laughs) drink (laughs) typically made from fermented grapes. And there are various kinds, types of wine, and the difference basically depends on biochemical stuff. <laughs> yeah, which we do not know. Yeah, like about. fermentation, yeah. the environment, yeah. temperature, that it's, kind of stuff. It's like literally here, it's a course at the university. Like you yeah. literally study and graduate yeah. from. It's, it's in the not- building of my, my university. An enology? Enology, I think it's English, yeah. Yeah, so... My cousin. My cousin is an enologist. Oh, yeah. cool. I know one. <laughs> it's a big deal, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, wine has been produced for thousands of years, and the earliest evidence of wine is from the Caucasian region of today's Georgia, Persia, 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 Persia. I mean, today is Iran. If you want to say Um Italy, of course. Hey. Hey. And Armenia between six thousand and four thousand BC. Yeah. So today, the five countries with the largest wine-producing regions are, of course, Italy, Spain, France, United States, and China. There is um, a fun fact that is not that funny but (laughs) okay in Italy you can drink when you're 18 yeah uh in the United States I think everyone knows it's 21 yeah and I went to San Francisco when I was (laughs) 19 and there like the wine is a big thing yeah I wanted to bring that home because like in my country it was a legal thing to do But there I couldn't, and I couldn't even taste it, because there I was underage, and it was so weird, because of course I didn't drink it, but it was weird, because I was pretty used to drinking, like, in a normal way, but there I wasn't allowed, and I couldn't even, like, bring a bottle home, because I couldn't buy it. And so it was so weird. That's I was like, so but I do that in Italy. <laughs> because, of course, it's, it was legal here. Yeah, you it, it can't is. drink until you're 21, but you can drive... When you're uh, 16. When yeah, 16. it's... I mean, we don't know. We, we don't live by those rules because oh, no, we're in another country, so maybe... Yeah, but here, when yeah, you're 18, sounds- you can drive and drink. I mean, no. <laughs> you can drive and drink. You can drive... And you can drink, <laughs> not together. <laughs> not together. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Oh my God. Don't do that. 
That's what you're going to do when we finish this episode, by the way. No, I'm not. Um, back to wine. Um, wine has long played an important role in religion. Yeah. Red wine was associated with blood by the ancient Egyptian and was also used by both the great cult of Dionysus and the Romans in their Bacchanalia. Also, Judaism incorporates it in the Kiddush. I don't know the pronunciation to that, sorry. And, you know, Christianity with the Eucharist. I don't know that in English. Eucharist. Eucharist. I don't know. Eucharistia. I don't know how that's in English. Now, let's talk about wine Taylor's version. <laughs> this is gonna be a song. Yes. Our reputation Taylor's Please. version. Please. Oh my wine, god. Wine Taylor's version. Taylor, listen to us. <laughs> Do that. Of course, <laughs> she will write a song just for us, and she will put it in the vault. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so funny if this was true. <laughs> I mean, we did it with Paris. Maybe we can do that with wine. <laughs> so we think that wine has, of course, a deeper meaning in Taylor's discography. We think it's close to a religious meaning. So in the Christian faith, which is the one we know the most. Uh, wine is considered sacred during Mass. It symbolizes the blood that Jesus Christ shed for the sins of humanity and all those pretty things that we always hear about. So, it's a part of his body, a part that he had to give up in death and even before that. I could see this sacred meaning in some of the lyrics that mention wine. For example, From Maroon, the burgundy on my t-shirt when you splashed your wine into me. Yeah. And the lyrics here focus first on the color, which is obviously the main focus of the whole song. But then we come to know that the lover has splashed wine onto the narrator's t-shirt. It's as if uh, blood has been spilled, the blood being their sacrifice in the relationship. And the whole relationship is as red as wine, this, you know, spilled blood. Yeah. And it's very close to the meaning we gave to the Crimson Clover in the Great War. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the whole reason why we're doing this episode, I think, if I remember that correctly. It's like, we had a moment with those lyrics from Maroon, and we said, wait, maybe wine is like very important, we should talk about it, and then, yeah, we, did, we went on a deep dive, basically. I think it was from Ivy. Ivy? Wasn't it in the episode with Gaia? I don't know, but it was around that time, I think. Yeah. Okay, then we have uh, the lyrics from False God, Make Confessions and We're Begging for Forgiveness, Got the Wine for You. This song in particular is, of course, full of religious references, which we talked about in the last episode, actually. So it makes sense that we have a wine mention here. So here the wine represents the substance through which the lovers beg for forgiveness and through which they are forgiven, you know, much like in the Christian Mass, where the priest gives, um, quote-unquote, the body and blood of Christ to the worshippers during the Eucharist, which is in itself a little act of divine forgiveness and purification. Okay, very recently we had a moment with this lyric. Basically, we associated it with the lyric in Maroon, you know, when you splashed the wine to me. The scene we picture is this. So, when the lover splashed wine onto her, it could mean that he gave her like a half-assed apology because he was being like casually cruel in the name of being honest. It's like his forgiveness was just 
splashed onto her t-shirt. It was not given like wholeheartedly. Yeah. And then we have from that by a thousand cats. My time, my wine, my spirit, my trust. Here, wine could also be read as forgiveness. So the narrator is saying that the lover has taken up her time, so the years of their relationship, but also the forgiveness she gave him, her own spiritual and mental strength, and finally her trust. No. But wine could also be a lasting thing that happened in their relationship and so left a mark and it's something that still haunts the narrator months or years after much like in clean yeah you're still all over me like a wine-stained dress i can't wear anymore a kind of wine is champagne yeah taylor has talked at length about champagne in her songs so yeah. what is champagne it is a sparkling wine originated and produced in the champagne wine region of france i realized only recently that champagne is only made in that yeah. region of France. That's why it's so it's so expensive. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and during the fifth century, cultivation was initially slow to the due to the unpopular edict by Emperor Domitian that all colonial vines must be uprooted. I don't know what that means but guys, okay? And when Emperor Probus, the son of a gardener, rescinded the edict, a temple to Bacchus was erected. Like, I love him. I don't know him, but I love him. And he, the region started to produce light, fruity red wine that contrasted with heavier Italian brews, often fortified with resin and herbs. You know, remember the violet wine we talked about in the Language of Flowers episode? Yeah. That was a thing with the Romans and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a pole. Yeah. <laughs> Red wine or white wine? Obviously white wine. Of course. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't drink that. red wine. It's too much. Yeah. Like, I have to drink it with like very specific kind of food. No, I just don't. If I have to, like, with... I don't. Pasta, like... <laughs> Yeah. With sauce or something like that. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and a kind of champagne is Dom Perignon. This is a, a kind of champagne invented the... Dom? <laughs> what? <laughs> Italian intermission in my yes. speech. Uh, it was invented by Dom P Pierre Perignon. Peri Dom Pierre Perignon. <laughs> I mean, it was French. We're not making... No, we're not making fun of French, sorry! No, we, we even studied French. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. So, um, he was a French Benedictine monk. It's funny, the word monk. Monk? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, who lived in the middle of the um, 17th century. And he made important contributions to the production and quality of champagne wine in an era where the region's wines were predominantly still red. Yeah, so what is the meaning behind champagne lyrics in Taylor's discography? Uh, it's usually a celebratory drink, like you know, in Paris, this is why we can have nice things and the last great American dynasty. But we have, of course, the song Champagne Problems. Which, you know, the title gives us already a completely different vibe. So, uh, Champagne is a sparkling wine, so you could represent the narrator's 
sparkling personality or more so her being unstable in the eyes of other people you know because she's sparkling like she's yeah bubbling up um for a deeper interpretation you know go check out our shampoo problems episode yeah which we did episode 21 yeah last year it was from last year 21 the legal so. drinking age <laughs> then we have merlot yeah it's the other Mer- kind of wine is it merlot yeah, it's a dark blue colored wine grape variety. And the name is thought to be a diminutive of the word merle. No. Um, <laughs> which is the French name for the blackbird. Yeah. Cazzo di merlo. Which is, you know, probably a reference to the dark color of the grape. Then we have the rose. Um, a rose is a type of wine that incorporates some of the color from the grape skins, but not enough to qualify it as a red wine. It may be the oldest known type of wine, um, as it is the most straightforward to make with the skin co- contact me- method, which basically means that the skins of the grapes are allowed to stay with the juice for a short period of time. And the pink color can range from a pale onion skin raw orange to a vivid near purple depending on the grape varieties used and wine making techniques uh, usually the wine is labeled rosé in french portuguese and english speaking countries rosado in spanish and rosato in italian yeah we know that yeah it's pretty much like the champagne in terror discography it's from the one then from maroon che sono molto diverse però sono la stessa persona ok then the other kind of alcohol it's Petron yeah it's a tequila yeah. it's a tequila brand from Mexico maybe Patron I don't know, I don't know. so it's a fun drink even yeah. in the song and the song in question is you need to calm down and then we have beer yeah beer like a lot beer. of beer so, uh, beer is one of the oldest types of alcoholic drinks in the world yeah. and the most widely consumed. We were talking about this the other day. I don't think that Taylor drinks beer. <laughs> and I was like, but if she's like watching a, a match, or, I, I don't know, a baseball, a, some kind of match, I think she would drink beer. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't see yeah, that I happening. said, if she's in the pub yeah. watching rugby with his cool friends, I yeah. think she's drinking beer. I <laughs> but I don't know, yeah. yeah I don't I see, mean, her I don't see that happening. Yeah, I know. Taylor, I know. do you drink beer? She's fancier than, than beer, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a beer kind of person. Oh, it depends for me. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is fun. I choose my drink based on my mood, my vibe, and like how I'm dressed. Like if I'm fancy and colorful, I'll drink uh, Cosmopolitan because that's the kind of drink I drink when I'm fancy. But yeah, if I'm like in a sweatshirt, I'll drink beer. I don't know, it depends. depends. So uh, beer is produced by the brewing and fermentation of starches. Um, mainly derived from cereal grains. Um, commonly it's from malted barley, but also wheat, corn, rice, oats. Like they're, they're seriously making beer with 
anything right no. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a cheap drink, yeah. even in Taylor's discography. We have a couple of mentions of beer. The first one is from King of My Heart. Up on the roof with a schoolgirl crush drinking beer out of plastic cups. Yeah. <laughs> I think she has wine in the plastic cup. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like young drinking beer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, yeah. Sorry for the slender. This, no, this is slender. not like... I'm not criticizing it. It's, it's not slender. Yeah, no. I don't want it to sound that no. way. Um, so um, this scene from King of My Heart is meant to be cozy and laid back, but it's also kind of a throwback to high school parties with, you know, red cups and drunk teenagers chugging beers and beer pong and that stuff. Beer pong from is the movies. Good. <laughs> you what? 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 You don't play beer pong? Yeah, yeah, but okay. Apart from that. The red soul caps are just an American thing. I've never seen red I've, I've seen here. them in, in a party here in Italy, like thrown by one of my friends. I and know, she specifically they're... bought those cups. Okay, yeah, like you cannot find them at the supermarket. No, like no, no, not they're not common here. No, no, no. But they do exist. I know, but it's, it's so funny because I only see them in American movies and yeah. I don't know, it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> And then from closure we have I'm fine with my spite and my tears and my beers and my candles. Same thing as before. This is supposed to convey the simpleness, but it also rhymed. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. only reason why she put beers in that work. <laughs> but yeah. But actually, I mean, relatable. Okay, then we have our third big category, uh, which is the specific cocktails one. Yeah, we have the cocktail Island Breathe from Ready For It. So its full name is Maui Island Breathe. So it's it's a fruity vodka drink made with pineapple and cranberry juice. I'm not attracted to this, okay. I have to say. <laughs> but yeah, basically it's two ounces of vodka, six ounces of pineapple juice, a splash of cranberry juice, a splash, like six ounces of pineapple juice and cranberry juice and splash. That's wrong. And one cherry to garnish. Yeah. And then we have the old fashioned mentioned in Getaway Car. Yeah. Uh, the, the old fashioned is a cocktail made by muffling sugar with bitters and water, adding whiskey, uh, typically rye or, or, or bourbon, that yeah. we know is Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Tennessee whiskey. And garnishing this with an orange slice or zest and a cocktail cherry. This is usually served with um, <laughs> an old-fashioned glass, yeah. <laughs> um, which is also known as rocks glass. I think it's isn't it the Scotch glass. Oh, it's claimed by the Pendennis Club. Yeah. Uh, this was a gentleman's club founded in Louisville, Kentucky. They claim that. It was invented in honor of a guy who was like a bourbon distiller yeah. and he brought it to New York City. So yeah. it's not allegedly from New York City, but it's like exploded there. Okay, okay. By the 1860s, as cocktails be became more complex, 
drinkers accustomed to simpler cocktails began to ask bartenders for something close to uh, the pre-1850s drinks. So that's why the original old-fashioned came back into vogue. And that is why it's referred as old-fashioned, because it was oh, like yeah. an old dream brought back. Okay, so the, the cocktails became complex and they were like, no, we want the old ones. Exactly. And so they brought back this one and it was like, it's old-fashioned because it's made like... Exactly. Okay. That's why. It's crazy. And it's a pretty complicated drink, so I'm, I don't think I want to <laughs> say the recipe. I don't know. You can find it on Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Uh, but yeah, it's basically a fancy drink. And I think it pictures exactly the kind of scene that Tara wanted to set. Yeah, absolutely. In Getaway Far, again. Yeah. And then we have Salt Hair. Oh, I love this it. This is my favorite. I wanted to make it for this recording yeah. session, but yeah. it's too fast. I don't know how to do it. No, I think I, I think it will. Someday. No, it, it's because... Okay. Okay, it's a kind yeah. of marga margarita. Yeah. <laughs> um, pronouncing it this way because that's the right way. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. I love that drink. Yeah, it's good. I became obsessed. It's good, Not obsessed, yeah. but it's harder to find than I thought it would be. Here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. why? I don't know why. I love it. And I'm always like looking for it. Sometimes I'm disappointed. <laughs> but it's a good drink. Yeah. But this salt air uh, is basically a margarita. <laughs> that has an edible topping that looks like sea foam, hence the name salt air. Yeah. And we will try this. Yeah, right? we have to. Yeah, we yeah, have, we to. have to. Okay. So basically, the recipe is margarita plus the edible topping. Yeah. If you're interested, you you really just make mar a margarita, and then you have to do the salt air part, which is basically part water, part fresh lime juice, and like a very small part of sucro. I don't know what's that, but it's like a powder emulsifier used to make the salty foam topping. Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, I found it on Amazon, so I think it's... Oh, okay. I don't know if you can find it here at the groceries. I, I don't know. I don't know. And also salt, because obviously salt. Yeah. I don't know, it's... I really want to try it. Yeah. My dad bought the the shaker. The Ooh, yes, that's fantastic. I need to start making drinks. Yeah, cocktails. Yeah, I think that's it. Like this is really everything we found on alcohol in the discovery. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about our favorite mentions. Yeah. Of alcohol, I think they're the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have maroon. Yeah. Clean. Yeah. I mean, clean. It's clean, like, of course. Yeah. Cornelia Street is so good. Yeah, right? Yeah. Drunk on something stronger than, than the drink. Yeah, so they're like drunk drunk, but also yeah. drunk on love. So yeah. there's like this double layer. Yeah. Um, so good. And then August. I mean, the salt air. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. No, that's like... When that's I realized genius. that, I was... Whoa. And <laughs> I was woo. <laughs> and then also champagne problems. Oh yeah, of course, of course, champagne yeah. problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after this episode, we'll take a week off. So, like, we need to wind down properly after finals, 
and start our summer vacation probably. So we will see you in two weeks for our fourth special session, which will also happens to be one year since the day we uploaded our very first episode. That's yeah. like our first anniversary. It's so good. <laughs> it's so special. Yeah. So to commemorate this special occasion, we will do our Q&A. So feel free to drop a question down below or you know send us an email to secretsessionpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on social media and you know you'll find all our links in the bio of this episode yeah all the other ways to contact us are as we said in the bio and you can support us on coffee yeah and also by giving us uh, good reviews and yeah. five stars ratings uh, because yeah it would really make us happy and answer the poll okay answer the poll. <laughs> yeah we need to know we need to know <laughs> okay Okay, thank you so much for listening. Bye! Bye.